There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Hello and welcome. Another episode of NFL Friday on the agenda for you today as we're entering week 14 of the NFL season. Week 13 is behind us. Got a lot of stuff to cover, some news regarding quarterbacks in New York this week, so that should be exciting. I am Brian Raybacks. Today, I'm joined by two very, very great co-hosts, Will Talent and Evan Harkin. Guys, excited for this episode. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Guys, we're coming right out of the bye week, 4-8. and eight. Let's play some Giants football. Let's Two winnable games ball. coming out of this bye week. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm still looking at the playoffs. I'm not really looking at the pick, to be honest. I'm tired of this team losing. We were talking about it last week. Let's just go for the yuffs, man. I, let's go to the playoffs back-to-back years. That'd be sick. Why not have some fun, right? It's not fun to just Come lose on. all the time, right, Evan? Yeah, we're all getting a top-10 I mean, pick every year sucks, by the way. Yeah, I'm done with the <laughs> tanking. I'm done with hoping we lose, hoping we get this guy, that guy. I'm on board, too. I mean, we're going to talk about the quarterback situation a little bit later. That has a lot to do with whether we're winning or not. You know, the Jets having the same quarterback issues, the good old New York quarterback problems we've been having for the last five years here. But besides that, very excited to talk about some NFL football today. And we'll talk about all the quarterbacks in New York and the Giants and the Jets. And we're actually recording NFL Friday this week. Just to pull back the curtain a little bit. It's actually Thursday. Yeah. It's NFL Thursday. So... We still have a Thursday night football game tonight, and we, we're kind of talking, do we talk about Thursday night football? Like, why don't we do it? But look, looking at this game, Pat Steelers, I'd rather just not. This is going to be the worst game possibly in NFL history. <laughs> I don't, I don't, is, that, is that hyperbolic? It could be the uh, lowest scoring game in NFL history. That wouldn't be crazy to say. That's just, it's weird, though. It's so weird we're looking at this game and we don't want to talk about it. Kind of makes, like, the eight-year-old me, like, upset. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pat Steelers used Pat to be Steelers, awesome. Man. We're there. We're tuned yeah. in. Thursday night football, you don't, you don't know what you're going to see. It, this kind of game at this point in the season had serious AFC implications, and now... It's just kind of the bowl of, who knows, let's see if the Patriots end up with Caleb Williams. That's what the bowl is. Yeah, it's the toilet bowl at this point. I mean, I can't even think of what we talk about, how bad the offenses are going to be in this game. I mean, I feel like it's been a theme for this whole NFL season, though, just how a lot of media- porous the quarterback right? play's been, the the offense in general, so much defense, really good teams and really bad teams, not a lot in between. But it's so weird. We talk about how awful of a game this Thursday night football game is going to be. Steelers are seven and five, and like would make the playoffs right now. But their offense is just so bad, and they they're just one of the weirdest teams in the NFL because 
They have a great coaching staff. Mike Tomlin's a great coach, and they have an elite defense, but their offense is so inconsistent that you really don't know what you're getting any given week. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals last week at home. How does that happen? James Conner hooped, though. Yeah, he really did. And, and the Patriots, they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Every time you think that they can't get lower, they do. They come off a loss to the Giants and then get shut out at home against the Chargers. They're 2-10. and 10. They're 2-10. and 10, the That worst. was the lowest oh. scoring game ever. That was that was worse than the Giants Patriots game. Yeah. Six nothing. Six, that was oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had the Chargers defense. Though. Has there has there has there ever been a two nothing game in NFL history? Do you think? I don't think so. That'd be a scoregami. Didn't was... we have a scoregami this weekend? Didn't that happen? Oh, we we had or was a, it oh, two weekends ago. Ooh. No, I think I think there was a scoregami Dolphins and Commanders. It was 40, 45, 45 15. 15. We were talking about yeah, this. lock of the week. Come on, <laughs> nice. Brian. Well, look at you, man. So we'll get we'll get into all that lock of the week, our picks of the week. We'll get into that later in the show, but. We will start with the New York Giants. Why don't we start with the hottest, hottest uh, act in town? I guess if you're comparing, I it think to the, so to the Jets. Oh, besides about, the Yankees, right? Now. Besides the Yankees. Oh, oh man, talk, oh, talk about oh, that one. the so reaction that was great. Oh. But the Giants, Tommy DeVito is staying as the quarterback of this team. Tommy Cutlets remaining under center after a couple starts. The Giants decide to stick with him after the bye week. Tyrod Taylor is healthy, has been is looking to be activated off of IR. I don't know if he officially is yet. I don't think so. But he seems to be trending that way. But regardless if he's healthy, Brian Dable said that Tommy DeVito is going to be the starter, at least for this week on Monday night against the Packers. So I've kind of mulled over this decision for a little bit. I figured Tyrod would come back and play quarterback for the Giants. So I'm kind of thrown off and I don't know how all in on this decision I am, so I want to throw it out to you guys. First to you, Will. What do you think about Tommy DeVito staying as the quarterback of the Giants for now? Well, you know, personally, I think I think he's earned it. I know they've <laughs> played weaker teams for the most part, but, I mean, this guy was like, you know, practice squad guy. He was just there, undrafted free agent. Like, I don't think he would have, if he had a conversation with you in July, I don't think he would have said to you that this is how his – season would have gone down I mean he's just you know scripted this absolute just fun story for the year I think he's earned it in in that sense you know he's played very well they've won while he's been under center uh but you know if you look at it from a competitive standpoint are the giant do the Giants really want to make the playoffs by doing this I don't know I personally would have started Tyrod despite how good DeVito's been uh, Tyrod Taylor's a lot better yeah so um you know whatever I guess ride ride with him their team you know here's the thing they're gelling with him right now they they've won two straight with what they've got going right now Tyrod did play really well so it's a tough decision it's it's a weird decision um I will say this DeVito earned it I would have started Tyrod though it's definitely tough and weird. I, I had the notion coming in that I thought Tyrod should definitely be starting, but when you look at Tyrod's stats through the game he's played, and he's played a, a sizable amount of games, I mean six games this year, two touchdowns to zero interceptions, 500 yards, that's less That's less touchdowns than Tommy DeVito, that's less yards than Tommy DeVito, so he's act, actually been playing better even though he's playing bad teams in the quarterback role, but like you said, well, we know that Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback. He's a tested quarterback. He's not an undrafted rookie. He's a guy who's been in the league for ten plus years. He has a now. Super Bowl ring too. Exactly. It, it, <laughs> he it, does. It begs the question: Are they trying to tank by doing this move? Because it seems like an obvious thing to start Tyrod Taylor. But maybe the injury has a little bit of impact. Maybe they're looking to give him another week off. But they haven't said that. And Tyrod actually seems a little bit upset about the whole situation. 
Uh, he's saying that it hurts and he's disappointed that he's not coming back into the starting role this week. As so he should. Clearly, I mean, he's upset about it. It's not probably not an injury thing, so it makes you question what the Giants' intentions are for the next games coming up. I don't think the Giants' intentions are to just tank. I don't think that any coach of any NFL team is going to just try to have the team go out there and lose because Brian Dable's reputation, it matters in the eyes of John Mara and the Giants organization where he still has to play and try to win as many games as he can if he doesn't want to be rotated out of here next year or something. Like the last four coaches. I know. It's been it's been a revolving door in terms of Giants coaches. And obviously, I think if you ask me, Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than Tommy DeVito. I still see aspects of Tommy DeVito's game where he shows flashes, but he'll still show that he's incredibly inexperienced and will just have trouble reading defenses. Sometimes he holds on to the ball for a little yeah. too long. So I think in the Commanders game, he got sacked like eight or nine times, but you can credit like half of those to him rather than the Absolutely. offensive line. Got sacked 15 times in those two wins. Sheesh. Yeah, But you look at him and there is talent. You saw some of those throws that he was making to Jalen Hyatt in the game against New England. Like he's got, he's got something. He has an arm. It's just about putting it all together. And he is going to be the guy, at least for now. And he does seem to have the kind of respect and love from his teammates. I mean, I saw on my Instagram today, Sterling Shepard posted a, a video of Tommy DeVito in the in the locker room. They were having fun. There's also this video on the Giants' Instagram. I don't know if you saw this, where he's hanging out with, I don't know the guy's name, but they're ranking like they're just a, hanging out? Itali- Italian dishes like without oh, knowing. Oh, Cooge. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's hanging out with Cooge, and like, they're ranking Italian dishes That's without awesome. knowing what's coming next. So honestly, the it's Giants- great PR. Yeah. It's great PR, and you know what? The Giants fans have really like bought into Tommy DeVito and have kind of embraced him right away. So you know what? I'm happy for him. Yeah, at the very least. I think that's a testament of the culture that they've been able to build as well. You know, over the last couple of years, there's been some scuttlebutt with Wink and Dable, and if Dable's respected in this in in the in the um in the facility, but I I think that right there just shows like yeah, the, this team is together. They lost some guys on the way. They've gained some guys through the draft and free agency. You know, this team has been kind of a revolving door, but the core, you know, has pretty much remained the same for the last few years. And they, I think they've done a good job of reshaping what this culture looked like back in 2016, 2017. It was not great. Well, it, it, it was not great whatsoever. Yeah. You know? in, and just a couple tw- years ago. Too. In the 2017 season, when the Giants were 3 and 13, this kind of stuff wasn't happening. Well, they wouldn't be rallying behind By, 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 no by, by no week nine, you had people not showing up to practice. Yeah. Like Eli Apple was getting suspended the boat, from the team. The boat exactly. culture. Oh. You know, so the fact that they're rallying behind this guy who was on the practice squad three months ago, you know, probably less than that, making nothing. And, you know, he's still living at home. I, it's, it's great, you know. We're all in agreement, I would say. It needs to, it should be Tyrod Taylor. But I'm going to back your guy in DeVito. Back him. He's won you two games in a row. Let's just keep going. Yeah, thank God at least we have this lore to deal with, the Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. could be the Jets where you hate all your backup quarterbacks. And yeah, he's, really he's, not, he's not Tim Boyle. Yeah. He's not Tim Boyle. Or even Zach Wilson where you don't even want to play anymore for your team. At least we got a guy that a we situation. all love, you know, in the third string spot. Something to hang our hats on. That's a situation right there. But now looking at this game against the Packers, and I just want to take the temperature of the room. How much are we reading into the Giants' playoff chances? Up, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I said the word. Theoretically, if the Giants do win out, 
who says they can't get into the playoffs at nine and eight in the NFC? A really lackluster could. conference, but and I think you were saying that they got a couple winnable games coming up. They have the Packers this week, and then the Saints, Saints the Eagles, week after Rams, Eagles, Eagles again. Like that. Yeah. E- e- Eagles twice might be like, might a be a little scary. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people issue. saying, you know, they'll steal one of those because the Eagles will be the start. first. But you, ta- you take but it's it, just like I don't think so. You t- you t- I don't think you we take beat it, their backup. But you yeah. take it one <laughs> game at a time, and you look at this game against the Packers. You say it's winnable, but you look at the way the I Packers know. have been playing in the last couple of weeks. They've been on fire. Jordan Love looks legit, really justifying a first-round pick, which was yeah. three years ago yeah. now. He looks awesome. They just beat the Chiefs on Sunday night football. So this Packers team, I think, provides a real tough test for the Giants. And I want to buy into the playoff hopes, but I think that this week is where the reality sits in. They're playing a good team, and it might just come to a halt on Monday night. We'll see. You know, I think the I think the Packers' offense is – you know, they're exciting and they're getting hot at the right time. However, you know, still some question marks. Is Christian Watson going to play in this game? We'll see. He's been kind of spotty with injuries. That was a scary, like, hamstring injury. I know. It looked, he, like, yeah. it looked he, bad when happened. He went down fast. And yeah. I, I would assume it's probably it was either a cramp or a strain. I haven't really looked too much into it. But the way he was holding onto it, it just seemed like – it seemed like his muscle was throbbing. Yeah. So we'll see if he's there. Aaron Jones is always a question mark. Yeah. So there's going to be offensive pieces missing against a good Giants defense. I, you know, I'm not going to be biased. I really think the Giants defense is a solid. They've been really defense. good the last couple weeks. You're so right now that. you got to now you got to face the Giants defense, which is no tall task. Six and six and four and eight does look kind of far apart, but. It's really not in the grand scheme of things. That's five and eight and six and seven really fast. If the Giants' defense comes, you know, to ready to play, and they're they're going to be the difference makers because you kind of can expect what you're going to get on offense from the Giants pretty much for the rest of the season unless we see even with Tyrod. I I still think this offense would be kind of like. 14 points. Yeah. We'll get lucky if there's yeah. 21. The emphasis is going to be on the defense for sure. Yeah, the last three games for the Packers, I mean, they beat the Chargers, Chiefs, and Lions. So that's a little bit of a gauntlet when you're playing Tommy DeVito is, and the Giants. Lions and Chiefs back to back weeks. Yeah. Lions mm-hmm. on the and road the Chargers too. are no slouch. They got the play they got yeah. talent on that team. They do. Not that they put it together by any means, but besides that point, I, I just don't obviously I don't think the Giants are gonna win, but there is a little bit of a path, like you said. There's hope. There's, there's hope. hope. There's a path for them to win. I think that path is you have to rely on Jordan Love not playing as well as he did in those other in the past few games. If he does, I don't think we have a, a shot at all. But a lot of that goes on the pass rush, which the Giants have. And I mean, a huge thing for this defense this year has been Bobby Okereke. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh my God! One of the best linebackers flowers. in the league. Yeah. Amongst that, that's why he's switch. wearing the green dot. Oh, he he's definitely phenomenal. deserves to be. He's a beast. And if the Giants defense can cause enough trouble to keep the Packers under 14 points the way the Giants probably will be, then, yeah, this is a game. And once it is a game, it's anyone's to win once it's the fourth quarter and it's a three-point game or whatever. So if the Giants can manage to take that path that I just laid out, they could win the game, but I don't I don't see it happening. And it's, this game was looking like a wash a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sure the NFL was looking to flex this game out of the Monday Night Football window, which – they can do now. They already did it with yeah. the Patriots game against the Chiefs in Week 15. I think now it's Eagles and Seahawks on Monday night. But it's it's funny with this matchup. They kind of can't flex the Giants and the Packers out because no. the Jets play a home game the day before. So <laughs> right. MetLife Met like isn't available on Sunday. So yep. the NFL's hands are kind of tied, and it's 
an interesting week where they have a doubleheader on Monday night. The Titans and the Dolphins are also playing hmm. a Monday night game at the same time. I see. I don't think flexing this game out. I think it's fine that they kept it. Even, they also, even though they, they also had to keep it. I they think also love that New York viewership that they're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. Like even if they they have to keep it, but even if they didn't, I think they still would have. Just because you know what we're talking about right now is definitely a real possibility. The Packers being in a playoff spot, the Giants. The Packers are fully still, in it. They're yeah. fully in it. So you know the Giants could either play some spoilers or they can make a run for themselves. Forty-three minutes ago, we forgot to bring it up. Jordan Ronan, Dexter Lawrence listed as limited. Limited. That's an upgrade. That's, that's encouraging. That's an upgrade okay. for practice participation. So and he's got an extra day sign. too for the Monday. Yep. He said Evan Neal was not at practice. He didn't practice. Mm-hmm. It's a projection since the Giants didn't actually practice. They play on Monday night versus the Packers. Uh-huh. So at least he was limited as li- listed as limited because um, that we haven't seen that before in a couple weeks. I mean, if they if they get Dexter Lawrence back, that's huge for the defense. Huge, you yeah, know, huge the impact that he makes. He's been a really just elite player in that unit, possibly all pro. Yeah, he's been he's been that sure. good. But Giants Packers. Monday night, Giants slim playoff hope still alive going into that one. We'll see how that plays out. The Packers have been really good, but let's move on to the Jets. I I'm kind of sick of talking about them, to be honest. It seems like <laughs> it seems every week we're opening up NFL Friday with, oh, the Jets. Here we here, they didn't get anything out of quarterback this week. They lost again. Never. They could. keep slipping. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't come back. It's the same wa- rinse wash repeat of. The Jets season, where it just continues to go downhill. And uh, before we get into it, we gotta highlight Evan. You beat reported them this past Sunday against the Falcons, and oh, you're going nice, going man. again against yes, the Texans. Yes, sir. I didn't know that. That's yeah. a congratulations. Congrats, how, 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 how was the experience? Experience was awesome. MetLife, maybe the worst stadium ever. Oh, it's terrible. Like, it's awful. Everything about MetLife is awful. They, they really threw gotta... it up to host the Super Bowl. That's why they built yeah. that stadium. No, yeah, they have. They really got to do something about that. But besides that, I mean, the game, the game itself wasn't good. I mean, it was a close. It was a close, was a close game. game right? Yeah, I would say the, the the excitement in the game wasn't good. A lot of saw, punts. I saw a safety. A lot of I saw a safety. Yes, I saw the dude. I saw the first points of the game be scored by Quinn Williams. So I guess that's something, that's something. you could say that's that a something. lot of people can't. But the Jets again, they lose. And the starting quarterback of that game, Tim Boyle, well, now he's been <laughs> cut from the roster. He's yeah. done. That's, so that's that, experiment, that experiment worked out really well for the Jets. Man. And now they've gone back to Zach Wilson. He will be the starter this weekend against the Houston Texans at home. And there's reports going out that Zach Wilson is like hesitant to rejoin the team as a starting quarterback. And personally, I think that – that report is just totally inaccurate. Like I, agree. I, I don't buy into that at all. I think I, I think agree. if you but if you think Zach Wilson is legitimately like, nah, you guys are good. I don't want I don't want to play. Like seriously, you can't you can't buy into yeah. that. And who and I don't I forget who reported, but like sources say that Zach Wilson is not like willing to. Who who are your sources? That's what I'm wondering. And Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee and just like put this guy on blast. Saying he did that yeah. It was a complete like. Dis- destruction of Zach Wilson's character yeah. for no reason, and it's like I, I don't buy into that. I, stuff. I'm I sure agree with Rogers. Saw, yeah, I yeah. saw that. I I do think that's a complete destruction of his character. I, I feel you know this makes me feel bad for Zach Wilson so much more than I already do because 
It's so easy to rag on him. It's so easy to rag on Sam Darnold. It's so easy to rag on Geno Smith. All of these busts that the Jets have had. But I look at Wilson, second overall pick, so much hype. And he's kept his cool for the most part with all of the noise. Let's look at like his mom from the beginning. Everything that has gone on with this poor guy. And now for that to come out. It's like... No, man. Like, I just don't see that. This poor guy had to step right in for Aaron Rodgers four snaps into the season. And now we're just looking at another thing that Jets fans see every year. Four different guys playing quarterback this year. Zach Wilson is just not panning out. It's unfortunate. But I just think it's such a disservice and a disjustice to him to report that he doesn't care. And it's like, of course he cares. Your sources, like sources say, did Zach Wilson tell you that? Like, sources. (laughs) What? Like, what are we doing here, Evan? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I believed it at first after I went in and looked at the sources. And the fact that I even believed it, I think, lets you know how bad I feel for Zach Wilson and what the Jets have kind of done to him I don't I don't think I really appreciate and a lot of football fans don't there's a lot to put on Zach Wilson but he's received a lot harder path to fame than a lot of people in the NFL not just quarterbacks at all a lot of people and for your own coach to go on after games and kind of put it on you which Salah has done after multiple games this season saying directly that Zach was pro- like the problem and problematic which coaches don't do even about bad quarterbacks I mean it made a little bit of sense for him to say, oh, you want... And then putting Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon out there over him, who you know very well cannot succeed like anywhere near to Zach Wilson than the level he can. So, I mean, I totally could see... I don't believe it happened. I think it's totally messed up for someone to report that. But because I feel so bad for him and what the Jets have been doing to him, I could have seen Zach Wilson saying that, which is crazy. It's. I'll just come out and say that I have not really been kind to Zach Wilson a lot over the course of the season. And in the last couple of weeks, seeing Tim Boyle, I was initially receptive to the idea of the Jets making a change at quarterback because the NFL or the Jets have not had any success at that position at all. So you figure you switch something up. and But it's different from last year, right, where Zach Wilson, the Jets' offense was terrible, and Zach Wilson was taking no accountability. He was going in press conferences, and he was at, being asked, are you part of the blame? And he was like, no. And now it's just so it's just so different now. And you had Mike White last year, who was a lot better than <laughs> Tim Boyle crazy. and Trevor Semyon. And it just leads me to think, like, how much of it is a, is it a Zach Wilson problem? And when does when do we start pointing fingers to the coaching here? Yeah, because he's been there for three years, and at some point when there's no progression, I think you got to point an eye to Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett. It was the floor of the last couple of years, but you look on the other side of town. The Giants are winning games with an undrafted undrafted rookie quarterback. The Jets can't win a game with their third year second overall pick. Yeah. Like I, I think I think the coaching like deserves a lot more blame than it was originally being showcased here, guys. I'm also a little bit of a Robert Sala hater, I would say. Not much of a hater, but I don't think he deserves the level of credit he gets. And, I mean, the Jets are one of the most penalized teams in the league. They make a lot of mistakes that aren't just the quarterback, the guy behind the center. I mean, the offensive line, I believe, is first or second in holds and false starts. So this is something we're seeing where a guy who's super player-friendly and everyone loves him because he's so player-friendly maybe doesn't have enough control and discipline over a team. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I could actually, you know, more than likely, I think it becomes more likely with the with the weak that we see him out the door yeah. coming this this next season. And, you know, 
that, that just sucks to to say, you know, if you're listening as a Jets fan, because it's just like another head coach and another quarterback are coming your way. First, it was, uh, you know, Gase and Darnold, oh, and now it's Sala and Wilson, and now it's going to be somebody else. And before then, it was Ryan and and Gino and Ryan and Sanchez. You know, we're going as far back as them because it hasn't been stable since Ryan and Sanchez. So. You know, I'm probably even forgetting somebody, to be honest with you. Fitzpatrick and yeah. Bowles. Uh, Bo- Todd Bowles. Todd oh, Bowles. my God. Bowles. I was forgetting somebody. Yeah, yeah. Fitzpatrick and Bowles. They went Gino, 10 and Gino. Yeah. The list can just go on and yeah. on and on here. It's just, it's it's sad, you know, for the Jets in general. It's it, They just can't figure it out. You, you know, you hope you get Rodgers back, but it's probably going to be with a new coach. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I would not put it past them to give Nathaniel Hackett a look. Because Hackett brought as a head coach, Hackett. Well, Rogers and Hackett have that oh, connection. I know. So, like, you saw him in Denver, right? Oh, I, I did. I did see him in Denver. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, that I wouldn't be surprised if that's you know a candidate that gets that gets a call because guess. of Rogers. Only because of because Rogers. of Rogers. Yeah, yeah, because I guess if you, I don't have, think he's a great coach. No, if you have <laughs> Aaron Rodgers healthy, you can overcome any like shortcomings as a head coach. coach yeah. I would guess and. They've worked very well together in the past. So, and, and that's the other thing. Nathaniel Hackett came in here because of Rodgers. Now he hasn't had Rodgers, yeah. and a lot of the blame is being directed towards him. There's a lot of blame to go, go around for this Jets offense being as god-awful as it is. And they can still finish above 500 if they win out and go 9-8, and eight, but the issue is that they're not making the playoffs in the AFC. 9-8 and eight does not get you in the playoffs in not this conference. Not this year. Nope. This conference is really, really Maybe in the good. NFC. Yeah. And and this Texans team that they're playing this weekend, this should be this should be a layup of a win for the Houston Texans. And then after that, who are we looking at here? The Dolphins on the road, not a chance. And then Commanders, Browns on the road on Thursday night, and they finish the the year in New England. And the Patriots are really bad, but the Jets haven't beat them in eight years. So a lot going wrong with the Jets. Just nothing going right. They have now lost. Let me count: one, two, three, four, five straight games. After being four and three at the bye week, mm. and for a long time the Jets, the <laughs> they were the only team to beat the Eagles. But <laughs> that was crazy. Now <laughs> oh, man, that has so changed. The Eagles have lost the game again. It's against the 49ers. The Niners just went into Philly and just that was a ball blew, game. blew the doors off yeah. of them. I was really shocked with the way that the Niners just blew them out. But the Niners, if you take anything away from that game. They look legit, and if you look at the Eagles, are they a little a little on fraud wash right now after that one, Evan? Hmm. Uh, they're definitely not as good as they were last year. I'm right. going to flat out say that. A lot of that has to do with their defense. Last year, top five ranked defense this year, 22nd ranked defense amongst points scored this year. So that goes to show you where the Eagles fell off a little bit. Another spot where they fell off, it's not, not this season, but in this game was Oh my gosh, did you guys see the rushing stats? 13 40? yards for DeAndre yeah. Swift. 13 for DeAndre <laughs> Swift. 40 yeah. yards from the Eagles offense. Who would ever think that we'd hear that? That is their Not MO. Him. We run the ball down the other team's throat. But it shows you that the 49ers can beat the Eagles at their own game when they're on point, which is really scary for the Eagles because this is the team you, you circle in the NFC. 140 yards from the 49ers on the ground that game. So really just playing the Eagles game better than them. And I think... I think this is a different year. I think the 49ers are better than the Eagles this year. And look, I think that the 49ers had this game circled on their calendar yeah. 
for Absolutely. a long time. You go back to the NFC Championship game. It should have been a really, really competitive battle between these two teams. And then all of a sudden, Brock Purdy gets hurt. And then, then it's Christian McCaffrey taking snaps yeah. out of the Wildcat. And the Niners didn't have a quarterback, and they had no option. So I think if you're a San Francisco fan, you feel really satisfied just going into Philly, playing a team that was 10-1 and and just completely blowing them out 42 to 19 on the road will this Niners team is scary and there might be they might now be the favorites in the NFC Debo was talking and he yeah. backed it up that was so cool man that I think that makes them that much scarier because he was ready uh, obviously they all were but he did a lot of chatting and uh, I mean it showed too he had 116 yards on four catches which and a touchdowns. lot of those are uh, like four the, catches are yard, only are, yeah. yard, are yards after the catch yeah. too. He, also, he just runs like he just, crazy he also had a rushing touchdown. He had three touchdowns. <laughs> Dude, they are scary. And I don't think Brock Purdy's a weakness. I have this conversation with Chaz all the time that yeah. if Mac Jones was the quarterback over there, they would be just as good. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think you're like really selling Brock Purdy short here. I think Brock Purdy is, I don't think he's elite by any means, but he is so serviceable and he fits that system so well. So I, I just, I think the thing with the 49ers, obviously you get a full year of Christian McCaffrey. That has definitely helped them. You know, you don't just get the, the trade deadline yeah, like last year. But um, I think this team is gelling big time. Like having this full year of McCaffrey is, you know, you have – that's just another star. You're going to have 17 weeks of. You have him and Debo and Ayuk. And you got Purdy, and that defense, Fred Warner, is also playing at an all-pro level. Uh, he's probably been the better than Bobby Okereke. Yeah. I think he's been the best linebacker yeah. in all of football, to be honest. For sure. So, you know, the Eagles, I'm not going to say that they're on fraud watch. I still think they end up with, uh, you know, the two-seed at the very least. But, you know, it's uh, definitely the, the tides have shifted from this time last year to now. Certainly. And I was listening to the broadcast and listening to what Greg Olson had to say and cuz you brought up McCaffrey and he was just he was just kind of to paraphrase summarize that when the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey last year he they they couldn't have even imagined him being this good and health was always the concern for McCaffrey he has been the pinnacle of health since going to San Francisco and it's every week he has a touchdown and just is so important to that offense he is just so skilled as a running back, probably one of the best that we're ever going to see. He's just so elusive and just such a weapon that they have. He's just changed that team completely. And there's just such a regular season team. They didn't they didn't lose a game last year, I think, after they traded for him. They might have lost the first one they played, but and since then they're ten and they're ten and three this year. So they are just firing not nine and three this year, excuse me. They're just firing on all cylinders this year. And the Niners really scary and for the Eagles it's tough that you play by far the best team that you've played this season and you kind of just throw up a dud like that so I think this game that they play this weekend on the road against the Dallas Cowboys is going to be really really interesting probably the biggest Eagles Cowboys game in recent memory that I can think of. absolutely I think this is a even bigger game for the Dallas Cowboys in general because yeah. if they can win this game that makes the NFC a, like even crazier because if Dallas is right up there with the Eagles which I think they are to be honest um then you know they're they've entered the same tier 
as the Eagles and 49ers in the NFC, I would say. I think that if, if we're going to do this based on tiers, you got S, which would be you know the Niners and Eagles, and then A would be the Cowboys. They jump up if they win this weekend. And another thing what you were saying about McCaffrey, Brian, I, I you may look at me after I say this and be like, what do you mean? I think the workload shift from Carolina to San Francisco has aided him health-wise. Now, if you look at the stats, it's like, well, he's putting up similar numbers, right? But there's a lot less pressure of being the guy because you got Debo who can run for you if you need. You can also he can throw and catch. You can do all three. You can throw to Ayuk. I completely just didn't even mention George Kittle before. You could dump God, it off to him. Kittle. So, Ooh. you know, the, the supporting cast for McCaffrey is very very much there and I think that definitely aids him on the field there's not as much pressure on his body because he's not the guy all the time 100% I think just being on so much of a better team helps him out too I mean Christian McCaffrey almost never had a run on the Panthers where no one touched him until the second level I could very confidently say and on the 49ers he does it all the time I mean such good offensive line in front of him it definitely helps health-wise and play skill-wise when you're so much healthier you can play so much better Looking forward to this Cowboys-Eagles matchup. I mean, this is going to be exciting. I think I wouldn't be as excited earlier in the year because I didn't think the Cowboys offense was going to be as good as mm, it is. But yeah. that's easily a top three offense. Dak playing like an MVP candidate. And like I mentioned before, Eagles with not a good, not even one of the better defenses in the league where as last year we thought they might have the best. So I think the Cowboys might have the edge in this one. I think, yeah, totally I was, do. Totally. I, I was really surprised looking at the line here the cowboys are favored by 3 they are three? well they're three at home half? i think they'll you got to account for 3 being at home so i they I think always that, win at home that i is, think yeah. well you also they get 3 points for being at home depending it varies depending on the stadium that you play at i would say that AT&T would be you know Hi. you'd get more points yeah. if you're the cowboys so in my eyes i think vegas sees them as equal but they're going to give it to the cowboys just because they're in dallas and i see that as totally fair but I just think that defense is going to really surprise people and they're going to overtake the Eagles defense as like the best in the NFC well it's just crazy I'm really excited for that game looking forward to it 820 on NBC the Eagles and the Cowboys and I think this is a good segue into our picks here if you're listening to NFL Friday you know the drill we give a lock of the week we give a dog of the week Last week I was on NFL Friday. I totally whiffed on both of them. I picked the Jags over the Bengals, and then I picked the Jets as my underdog, and that didn't go well at all. But I'll give myself a little bit of a pass for the Jags because Trevor Lawrence did get hurt. Mm. So that, I mean, that was, that was a tough injury to watch, just to go off topic for a second, but not as bad as yeah. it looked because it looked really yeah, scary. that was scary. That was, that was. He went down. Can't believe like, they didn't have a cart for him. You guys yeah, see him how, how, Why walked, is he walking yeah, all the with way like to the trainer's room? Someone two feet shorter than him that's not helping him at all. Like, come on, we can't get Trevor <laughs> Lawrence a cart. Well, <laughs> maybe he didn't want. Maybe they didn't bring a cart out because you know, like being for real, you see that on TV. That is so bad for the NFL. That's Another true. starting quarterback carted off the field. Yeah. And once that cart comes out, you're, yeah. you're thinking season's yeah, right over. Then, yeah. His season's not necessarily well, over. I, th- I thought season over the second. Me too. Because yeah. he reacted. Because you saw his reaction. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God. throwing his helmet, helmet down yeah. and you think that, oh no, is this an Achilles? Like he knows something's wrong. High ankle sprain. He's he's he'll okay. Be right. he'll, he'll be all right. He'll miss, a cu- he'll miss a couple games. For sure. Which could still be troublesome for the Jaguars because they're in the midst of a playoff race now. Jay Beathard. What do we got? 
<laughs> CJ Beathard's under center. But focusing on our picks for the week, we get, we'll start with our locks. So, Evan, I'll throw it to you first. You got a lock of the week, a game that you're very confident in this week? I'm very confident in the Lions beating the Bears. I'm confident in them covering that spread of minus three and a half at the Bears. Like you said, that three-point spread thing will going on. I mean, we all know the Lions are better than the Bears. That's no secret. But I think they're a lot better than the Bears and more than minus three and a half points better than the Bears. Lions won six of their last eight second-ranked offense in scoring this league. They put up 400 yards a game right now, which is scary. They don't all do it on the ground. They have, they're up there in the league leaders in passing yards as well. The Bears, not a good defense. Not that the Lions have a great defense, but even better than the Bears. There's just so much more talent on that Lions team. That's why I'm sticking with them this week. How about you, Will? I'm going to go with the Saints, minus four and a half Ooh, over the Panthers. Really? They're, yeah, they're playing the Panthers. Yeah. I, they, yeah, but... they need – I know. I know what you're about to say, Art. I think I know what you're about to say. Trap game for them. That's a big trap game for them. They lose to the Falcons. Tied. Well, they're not tied now, right? They're, Aren't the Falcons in the, the Falcons lead? Falcons are 6-6 six six leading the yep. a- NFC so South. Of, the Saints are 5-7 and seven a game back. They're a game back. They need to win this game. If I'm the Panthers, you know, you're obviously you can play for the draft pick, but you're going to get two top five picks. You could end up spoiling your division, beating the team like the yeah. Saints. Not saying they're going to do that, but, you know, that's why I have um, – well, if you're the Panthers, you could do that. I think the Saints are just going to win this game outright. They need to make the playoffs. This t- Derek Carr, that contract See, in year one has not been looking great, so you got to try to do whatever you can to make it look somewhat salvageable after year yeah. one. Win this game, you're getting right. You're putting yourselves right back in the playoff conversation. See, this is what I was going to say about the Saints. Derek Carr, I mean, you've seen Jameis Winston get a couple of snaps last week, and then Derek Carr comes back onto the field, and he gets booed. He gets booed by the Saints fans. It's just been a mess. I feel like they think that they're misutilizing Jameis Winston. I think the Saints fans actually think that because when he played last year, he was good. He was good, man. And they signed Carr for a ridiculous yeah, amount of money. A lot of money for to to. And they didn't they restructure Jameis's contract to bring they him back. Have. And yeah. then they signed Carr. Like they really could have been fine starting Winston. I mean, Carr's only know, got eleven touchdown passes. Is he the just... starting quarter? Oh no, Carr's projected to start this yeah. week. So yeah, they, I think this is a lock for them. They really need to win this game. Interesting. Give me that. A, Give little, a little bold for a Saints team that's been very up and down this year, but they do play a one and eleven Panthers team. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna kind of reverse my. Uh, take from last week. Uh, my lock is going to be the Texans over the Jets. I, I'm sorry. The Jets are just totally, totally in free fall. And with the way that this Texans offense is constructed and the way that they've been playing with C.J. Stroud, there's they're not losing this game. I know they had the injury, the really tough season-ending oh, injury terrible. to Tank Dell last oh, week. Terrible. Yeah. Just a really, Such really an exciting rookie, man. Yeah, so fun to watch. Nico Collins, though, is going to be a beast. big part of that offense. He's been a beast. So, And the Jets, it really doesn't matter who they play. They're just losing nonstop. <laughs> yeah. And the spread's at 3.5 in favor of the Texans. I think they cover that, and they win outright. So my lock of the week, Texans over Jets. I'm not going to make the same mistake I made last week and pick the Jets again. That's not happening. <laughs> uh, under, one. Underdog. Yeah, Jets uh, we'll definitely pick, there on the the no lock list at this point right now. Imagine taking the Jets as a lock right now. <laughs> you'd be you'd you'd be crazy. What about a dog? Could you take him? As you a, could you could take him as a dog. You could take him as a dog. But look what happened last week. I uh, took him as a dog uh, and it didn't work. Didn't work so, out. Uh, didn't we'll work see. Out. Uh, we'll move on to our dogs this week. Will I'll just throw it to you first. So here's something that we didn't talk about, and I wish I brought it up before we even got here. But Mike Evans, 
10 straight seasons of 1,000 yards receiving. Very quietly, like, on a Hall of Fame yeah. track. Right? Four I mean, less dude. than Jerry Rice right now. Four, that's unbelievable. And he'll be playing a couple and more he years. He will be. He's yeah. like, is he even 30 yet? Yes, I think he's 30. He's 30, like, he's but, like, early 30. Yeah. He's an early like 30. 30. Like he still he's probably has 30. a couple really good years left in him. 30. And this he is honestly 30. might be his best season of his career. And it doesn't matter who's quarterbacking no. him. He's succeeded. Yeah, you look at his quarterback Davis list. Smith, yep. yeah. Tom Brady, and people thought he was going to drop off and get Baker. traded in the middle of the year with Baker. He's still balling <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, doing his thing. So I, I thought that was worth noting. And it also ties in. I'm going to pick the Bucks as my dogs of the week. They are... Two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Falcons. I'm staying in the NFC South. This is a big week for this division. Yeah. I think the Bucks, just because the spread says they're underdogs, are going to... They, I think they're going to pull this one out. I, I'm not buying the Falcons in this game. I know... And the Bucks are on the road too, so this is a this is a big shot for me. But I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think they're kind of... They're playing well on offense. Um, Baker, he's looked kind of shaky, but... Mike Evans has provided not not just for his whole career, but this season that kind of consistency that you need to see as a wideout number one. Um, so give me the Bucks over the Falcons. It's going to be a close. Game, I just lo- I just love the NFC South. It's such a hectic division. Yeah, they're so mediocre. Saw, but they're, you saw it. They're, it's well, you saw it at the start of the year. It could really. It was really a toss up between the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints. And now you look at the end of the year. It could really go to anybody. Yeah. And this yeah. this week, Bucks Falcons. That's a huge huge game in terms of playoff implications. I'm excited for that will's taking the bucks as his dog evan how about you i'm taking the Bengals as my dog love that you know they're home versus the colts the colts they're on a four-game win streak but you look at the teams they beat panthers pats bucks titans you should definitely be beating all those teams in the nfl you can't give them flowers for beating those teams and i think it means they're due for a loss playing a little bit of a better team in my opinion <laughs> Bengals coming off a burrowless win but jb not joe burrow jake browning ah, there Three, it is 350 on the day 82 percent a touchdown and no picks. That is a game from Jake Browning, showing that he can get it done despite being a backup. So while I don't think the Bengals are good, I think they're better than the Colts. I think the Colts have a fraudulent record. And I think that they can definitely beat them at home and will. So I'm taking the Bengals' money line, not plus one, for my dog of the week. Yeah, I was really just in awe watching Jake Browning yeah. just light up Good the Jaguars defense too. on Monday night. He looked like a legit yeah, yeah. quarterback 32 out there. 32 for 37. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, he, he blew the over-under in yards out of the water, yeah, didn't sure he? Did. Yeah. He sure did. He sure did, Only thing I needed. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, all, sorry to bring that all, back up. It's all good. It was, it was a good day. It was a good it was, we fell out right after. I know it was a good game, so you know what? We'll take it. Overtime. Overtime over win. First Jaguars Monday night football game in like 10 years. Yeah, that, that's insane. Wow. Like I, I get it. What? The Jaguars, play are, Monday every year, though, the Jaguars so, yeah, have yeah. been terrible, and they play in Jacksonville, and they're not a big market. But come on, how do they not get one in <laughs> Well, they 11? play in London every year because they're I, owner. I guess. I know they should be like, they, they should get at least yeah, one, one in 10 game. years. Yeah, one <laughs> But <game>. yeah. <laughs> Underdog, for me... We'll go a little bold. Yeah, let's see Raiders over the Vikings. I like that. Yeah, I like that. See? I like Listen, that. I don't know how much I'm buying into the Josh Dobbs In like, hype too. train. It's on the road. In the Vegas. Vikings are favored by three, but I think the Raiders are just going to take this one. To be honest, Josh Dobbs hasn't really been showing me a lot uh, losing on the road on Sunday night in Denver, and then you saw him against the Bears right before the bye in primetime, not looking too good. And I think that the Raiders the Raiders have talent. O'Connell, O'Connell has been a good quarterback, and I think that they're just going to 
take the Vikings by surprise. And I think that this this game is a really good chance for the Raiders to play spoiler and will have huge implications in the NFC playoff picture. Because if the Vikings lose this game, it opens up the door for us, the Rams, for Seattle to get back on track. The Packers could win, and then even a team like the Bucks or the Saints to get back in the wild card all picture. Of them. Yeah, so it puts all of them. If that if that comes to fruition, and the Saints win and the Bucks win, all of those teams are six and six. I think the Raiders are going to cause some chaos in the NFC this week. Like so that. I'm taking the Raiders to beat the Vikings as underdogs. So uh, just a rehash. Will dog of the week. You have Bucks. the Bucks, Evans, the Bengals, and I'm going Raiders. So we'll look into all of that and see how it plays out this Sunday on on the NFL slate. But that's going to do things here on NFL Friday. A big shout-out to our producer, Ashley Went in the back. And from Evan Harkin and Will Talent, I'm Brian Rayback. Thank you for so much for listening to this episode of NFL Friday. And, of course, NFL Friday is a production of WFUV Sports.